Hello and welcome to the Apple Insider Podcast. This is your host, Stephen Robles. And today we're talking about the reviews that came out for the M3 MacBook Pro Series, 24-inch iMac, Final Cut, and Logic updates as well. And uh, my good friend across the pond joins me again today. This episode is brought to you by ZocDoc. And he's bringing a lot of weird energy today. He, he was using expletives right before we started. I don't even know what to do about it. William, I'm going to have to bleep you this week. How are you doing? <laughs> That's not where I thought that was going. I was thinking, ZocDoc, <laughs> I could have done with them yesterday. I'm oh, yes. an hour out of covid my second special collection batch which is actually i mean a big mystery here because i've been working so much in my office the single place i have been in the last two weeks was my local pharmacy to get a covid jab so i suppose it's full service pharmacy isn't it jab and covid COVID COVID. yeah get it all at once yeah yes get it all at once well i'm so sorry Adela. well thank you for joining thank you for pushing through no and joining us here today company that's what i need yeah. That's right. Yeah, we're actually in person recording today. Our listeners don't. No, I'm just kidding. We're not. We're still a thousand, <laughs> several I, thousand miles away. I have actually spent the entire COVID time catching up on Ted Lasso um, in order to be it. ready for I the would... Hannah Waddingham uh, Christmas no. special. I didn't feel I'd really appreciate. Blink the twice music. <laughs> if you're under duress. Blink twice. Because <laughs> if you're saying you binge okay. watched Ted Lasso, right. I know something's up. Okay, you know let's. Yes. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. Let's get into it because no one believes you. Oh. Uh, listen, all the, all the reviews uh, for the M3 MacBook Pro series and the 24-inch iMac came out. I'll put links to our roundup. Guess what, William? They're fast. These are fast computers. I'm hearing and that. It, it, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> it comes in space black. That yes. is, uh, that's the story here. Yeah. And uh, it's very, listen, it's very exciting. Uh, I'm going to get into what I almost did three times this past week, but I will say- Wait, wait, Glenn, wait, wait a minute. This what? sounds yeah. faintly religious. Thrice you did something and thrice <laughs> you right. did something else. No? Yes, that okay. is true. Thrice. Uh, I'm gonna get, I'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> I do want to mention Glenn on X actually did some testing. He had an M3 Max MacBook Pro with 48 gigs of memory, right. opened an 8K video in Final Cut Pro, opened in about three seconds, encoded the full file down to 11 megabytes, which is a lot of encoding, yeah. and it took about nine seconds <laughs> on the M3 right. Max MacBook Pro. <laughs> and, you know, it does seem, I, I will just say, the, the ATP guys, Accidental Tech Podcast, they really go deep on these chips. You know, if you really want to just nerd out and hear about the three nanometer microprocess for an hour, I recommend the mm. ATP podcast for that. But it does seem that the M3 Max chip is the kind of stellar improvement in this lineup. The M3 Pro compared to the M2 Pro is not as significant of a jump. It's really the M3 Max that's the standout. You know, for me, I have an M1 Pro. Don't you have a 14-inch MacBook Pro as well? Yes, with an M1 Max and 32 gigabytes of RAM, and I still think it's very, very fast. So I'd best not go into an Apple store for a while, I think. Well, that's that's the problem. William, I'm going to tell you what I did. Okay. All right. All so right. these these MacBooks were available immediately after the event ended, the scary fast event, mm. which was shot on iPhone. I don't know if you knew that, William. I'd heard. But, okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right after the event, I placed an order. I said I'm I'm going to upgrade. I saw I had a trade in value. My M1 Pro, 14 inch MacBook Pro. I was going to get about a thousand fifty dollar trade in value, which you know for Apple trade ins is not bad. You mm. could sell it for more independently, but I was like I'm going to do it. I'm gonna, so I just I ordered it. I put the order in. I get it on day one, space black. I did the recap podcast, and then later that night I canceled the order. Oh. I said, "No, I don't. I don't need it. There's no reason for it. I'm not going to do it." Yeah. And then you know, all the hype starts up. The hype was starting this past Monday because all the reviews are coming out. Everyone's showing off their space black. 
even though it's not like super black. You know, it's dark, really dark gray, you know. Mm. And I was like, maybe I really do want this. And so I went on the Apple store again and I saw that I could pick it up in store on Tuesday the 7th. The, the next day it was going to be available. And even that morning, that morning I checked the Apple store, still the same trade in value. I could get an M1 Pro with a terabyte and 18 gigs of unified memory. So I placed an order, William, for pickup. Yeah, so I'm going to pick this up in the store today. I'm going to get the space black, trade it in. And then I gave it about two or three hours. I was watching the reviews. I was listening to people. Everybody saying the M3 Max is really what's powerful. And I was like, I, I, I really have zero, absolutely zero justification hmm. for this purchase. I mean, it's not being given to me. It's not, no one's buying this for me. My M1 Pro 14 inches staring at me in the face saying, you don't even, you use me for Slack and web browsing. What are you going to do with the M3? And so I canceled that order too. Oh, I canceled wow. it. Mm -hmm. I also had another order in the middle there where I ordered and canceled that one too. Because I was so indecisive. But I, yeah, I, I didn't do it. I didn't get one. So poor old Apple's online ordering system gets all excited and then <laughs> hopes dashed. <laughs> the other thing too is with the trade-in, you used to be able to bring your trade-in device and trade it in in-store. Oh, I didn't so know So you, could, you yeah. could walk in. Well, you can't do it anymore. That's the spoiler. Okay. Thank, thanks for spoiling the story, William. Appreciate <laughs> it. You used to be able to go in, hand them the old MacBook Pro. They, they hit a little things on their little uh, iPod Touch or whatever. And then you get the new one and the trade-in's done. You don't have to mail it away. And now it's on the ordering screen. If you do a trade-in in the order, they'll say, FYI, you cannot trade this in in-store anymore. You have to wait for the trade-in kit and mail your... $2,000 computer back uh, to get the trade-in value. And honestly, that was discouraged, like disincentivized enough where I was like, all right, I'm going to cancel the order. And that's that kind of really did it because I was about to do it. And then I was like, eh, I don't want to send it back. So, okay, but you yeah. have been talking about this for, I don't know, a minute, maybe two minutes. Yeah. Have you changed your mind back again? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll see if you convince me by the end of this episode. The space. Listen, I, did you watch some of the video reviews? The Space Black looks nice. It, I'll get, does, it looks nice. It really It does. looks very nice. I'd forgotten how much nice. I miss... Uh, I used to have a black PowerBook uh, G3 that yeah. I utterly loved until I uh, got to BBC News uh, one morning, opened up the case, and I'd somehow cracked a screen down the middle. And that was oh, that's yeah. my last memory of that wonderful machine. So I'd forgotten all of that until this black one oh, came sorry, out. Sorry, and, sorry. You know, I, yeah. I never had the, uh, the black MacBook. When I was in college, I saw people with that, like the ultra black MacBook, where it yeah. was like legit black, you know, yeah. hex code. Six zeros, you know, <laughs> yes. that's, it was black and, uh, you know, fingerprinted like crazy, but it looked cool. It looked really cool. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I've never had a space black anything. I didn't get the jet black iPhone seven. Were you a jet black no. iPhone seven guy? Yeah. I didn't no, get that. Dutch didn't remember there was a jet black iPhone seven. Goodness. The yeah. seven seems so long ago. Doesn't it, it was, it was at least 13 years ago. I'm pretty sure. But anyway, uh, the, these computers are really fast. You know, I think if you're in the market for my decision-making process, I have a Mac Studio on my desk, and that's mm. actually my workhorse machine. And I, I had the M1 Max when I got that because, listen, I'm not editing 8K video. Like, I, I, I know thyself a little bit. And so I think I'm going to wait for the M3 Max M3 Ultra cycle in the Mac Studio and see what that looks like and maybe make a decision then. But honestly, I don't even know if I'll need that. Like, it's so powerful. Like, this is why Apple compared it to Intel during the event because... Comparing it to the yeah, M chips, it's like all the M chips are fast. Hmm. They're all great. I don't know. You, are you tempted at all 
to, to get a space black MacBook yeah, Pro? Yeah, sure. I just uh, I spent so much on my M1 Max thing that it's physically not possible to do it, and that makes the decision <laughs> yeah. really much easy, <laughs> actually. <laughs> Although, actually, decision. let's look at this objectively and seriously. I, I Everybody should have the machine that does what they need. So in your case, your particular case, the one thing you haven't addressed is what will you do with your old one if you if you can't be bothered to post it in uh for trade-in uh would you ship it transatlantically for just example oh, off the top uh, of my head i mean it gets a little pricey uh maybe if i have some help with the shipping costs so we'll see <laughs> we'll see maybe um i i also i had a crazy idea because i was i was looking at the trade-in values and what the computers cost and i was like you know because i basically do nothing on my macbook pro except browse the web and write stuff hmm. it's like maybe i want to get a macbook air that's a point i've actually never had it i've never had a macbook air and i can get a 16 gig unified memory one terabyte <laughs> macbook air after trading of my 14 inch macbook pro for like 500 bucks i was like hmm. how crazy would it be to walk in on m3 launch day and just get a macbook air hmm. but then i was like this is this is also foolish and i hmm. shouldn't do that and the midnight people were comparing the midnight macbook air color to the new space black and the fingerprints on the midnight are, are pretty horrendous like it is it's it's bad so i didn't do that either and so this is this whole segment has just been me <laughs> doing nothing sadly okay. wait I so neither of us did anything but i was decisive about it that's the that's only exactly difference. right okay. that's exactly right that's all that's all it was so you know check out our review roundup it's incredibly fast if you're in the market for a laptop if you're still on an intel mac for whatever reason now is the cycle to get like the M3 Max. If you can get all the way up there, it is incredibly powerful. Like just ridiculous uh, how fast it is, how powerful. So, yeah, check it out. And then also iMac reviews came out, which I mean, it's the, the exact same iMac with a faster chip. It is really no different. Uh, it's it's still an iMac. And uh, uh, funny, well, and you know there was some thought of like, oh, well, you know, maybe Apple will still have the larger size iMac, maybe with the M3 Pro chip or whatever. And that is definitely not the case. Apple has literally said that they are not going to do it. Actually, just to be really clear here, Apple has explicitly said they're not making a 27-inch iMac. And people are interpreting that to mean they right. might do a 26, a 28, a 32. A 32, uh -huh. 32. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this was a quote from Darlene Meza, but basically said that Confirmed will not make an Apple Silicon 27-inch iMac, which, yes, you could read into and say maybe it'll make a 32-inch or a 30-inch. But it really seems like, again, seeing the current iMac, which received no new colors, no new features, like no anything, that it really looks like they're they're leaving that there and they're not going to be doing a larger one. So, it's yeah. It looks a very nice machine, though. I mean... It's a nice machine. Just because yeah. it isn't different. No, no, it's still um, a nice machine. Were you... So we didn't get to talk since during the event, uh, William. Yeah. I would like to know, were, were you upset at all by the lack of USB-C accessories? Or you use all third-party stuff anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, I didn't even think about it. Um, I, am, I have a problem with a certain thing at the moment now that some reasons come with USB-A and I'm having to find a dock that it'll work with. Um, so I'm finding that slightly confusing. But the lightning thing, I just, you know, I have a lightning cable on my desk. I plug it in. I don't think about it. So, yeah, okay. I'm completely unfussed, really. What about <laughs> yeah. you? Are you are you a bit more profoundly disturbed? I just, I still wish. I wish they had the USB-C accessories launch. I found it strange that the Mac Mini was not updated at this event yes. because it's the same chips in the Mac Mini. Uh, so curious about that. And also the MacBook Air, as I was 
considering crazily to get a MacBook Air over the new M3s. I was like, now that's sitting out there with an M2 chip for who knows how long, and the M3s are out. Like, that's an interesting uh, issue as well. But no, I hope they come out soon. And then the other part of the event, which I would love to hear your position, because this has just been an ongoing thing about the shot on iPhone for Mm. the Scary Fast event. It's just been controversy after controversy. The Verge, like, had the big article about it, and then on the Verge cast... Neli was like, you know, our piece had no take. Like there was basically no take about this. Everybody just got up in arms. And then Alex Kranz, she was offhandedly said like, yeah, they had a bunch of equipment and gear. There were bolting lenses on iPhones. And then after that episode, like the whole (laughs) controversy got uproar again because Apple didn't use any third-party lenses during this event. They used gimbals. They used ND filters. They used cranes. They used all kinds of things, but they used the lenses from the iPhone. They did not bolt any moment lenses or any kind of third-party lens on it. The lenses were the built-in lenses. So that was another part of it. But I mean, were you uh, up in arms about this? How did you feel about this controversy? When I knew it had been shot on iPhone, I was quite impressed. And then when I heard... A shocking number of people shouting about how it isn't really shot on an iPhone now because they've got all this crew and they've got these gimbals and they've got this mount. And how dare they have lights as well and all this. It's just, (laughs) what else did you expect? It replaced a camera. It didn't replace a crew and all the equipment for the studio. You want that end result. It is incredible that they can do it with a phone in the middle instead of a regular Hollywood-style camera. Isn't that enough for you? I don't need fairies down the bottom of the garden as well. That bit is impressive by itself. It would never have occurred to me to imagine that you could replace half your team with an extra battery pack or something like that. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I agree, William. I'm with you. It's it's a little silly. I made a video on it because it was like, listen, movies do the same thing. And the creator movie, and I think I said this on last week's episode, but the creator movie was shot on the Sony FX3, which is like this amazing is the first time a mirrorless camera was used to film a a movie at this scale. Hmm. It's like they still use lighting. They still use gimbals and cranes and stuff. Yeah, and like, actors and writers. And wait a minute. Locations. You need actors? Well, you know, strike's over now. So, um, yeah, oh, that's we're true. all back. I only, thought you, I only thought you needed a script to enjoy a movie. Right. <clears throat> you just skipped over my saying writers in the middle of all that. Yeah. <laughs> is, I'm just saying. There are films that didn't have a script, you know, improv stuff that's fine. But, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but not but not Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, that, that one page of the first episode script just did you in. Yeah, actually. I mean, I obviously heard the whole thing, but it was, there was one huge clunk on it. And I thought, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. You should give scripts, you should give sitcoms, I think, in particular, longer than one go. But I've been trying with Frasier, for example. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not mm. always okay. first out of the gate. Okay, okay. Uh, last, last word on these new Macs. Uh, it was interesting because the base model, iMac still comes with eight gigs unified, eight gigs unified memory, and there's still been like really, you know, in 2023, almost 24, are we starting with eight gigs of unified memory. And then it was Apple Vice President of Worldwide Product Marketing Bob Borchers said in an interview, comparing our memory to other systems' memory is an equivalent. The fact that we use such efficient use of memory and we use memory compression, we have unified memory architecture, eight gigabytes on an M3 MacBook Pro or iMac is analogous to 16 on other systems. And this has been something I feel like has always been something said of Apple computers. Like even when I got my G4 PowerBook, it was like, yeah, it's four gigs of RAM, but because it's the Apple operating system, 
it's really much faster. And honestly, in practice, it was. I mean, I had a Dell PC with four gigs of RAM, and then I did a four gigs of RAM in a PowerBook, and it was a world of difference. Uh, but I think it was interesting for Apple to just come out and kind of make this equivalent uh, equivalency in a in a quote. I'm slightly embarrassed about it because I was uh, I I'm same as you. I've always been aware that Apple uses fewer amounts of RAM, less amounts of RAM. I was thinking right. the iPhones and things have traditionally have less in than Android phones, and they still knock them out of the park with performance. But I was insisting that I had eight gigabytes of RAM and that I hadn't noticed any problems. And it was kind of true. My Office Mac Mini is an M1 with eight gigabytes of RAM, but at the time I was talking to this person via my uh, MacBook Pro, which I'd actually forgotten I'd spent and bought 32 gigabytes of RAM for Ooh. it. So no wonder I wasn't having any problems. I do also understand <laughs> that I just blocked out the money part of it. That's that's an element. Right. Yeah, but, yeah, just yeah, blocked out in memory. Yeah. Nice. yeah. So the last thing I'll say, uh, Bruce asked via email about trade-in value, especially when you upgrade your computers. Mm. You know, if you have a trade-in base model 14-inch MacBook Pro with M1 Pro, Versus one that you spec'd up, maybe even up to six or four terabytes of memory and, you know, 64 gigabytes of unified memory. Like, why don't you get a higher trading value? And basically, it's because you're trading it back to Apple. Like, Apple, <laughs> they're just not going to give you a higher trading value for those kinds of upcharges because that is where the margins are, okay? That is where they make the money. And so, even if it costs you, like Bruce was saying, his particular MacBook Pro model will cost $4,700. And now his trade-in, but this was a 2019 MacBook Pro, which will be an Intel, keep in mind, and the trade-in value is like 850 bucks, which honestly, Actually, for an Intel MacBook Pro... <laughs> that's better than bad. I thought you were going to say, yes. It's I thought that bad. was going to be one of those where Apple will dispose of it for you for free. That one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. <laughs> I've done that, that trade-in value thing where like you put in this old model and it's like, well, we'll recycle it for you yeah. for free. Yeah. We won't charge you anything. No. Uh, so that's why. But honestly, I think the M1 products are actually going to have a better trading value. Like I said, my M1 Pro, I was going to get over $1,000 for it, and it's two years old. So, mm. or a year. How old is the M1 Pro, William? When did that come out? Uh, first things were 2020, so probably 2021 um, when these models came out. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, several days. Several. Yes. <laughs> several days ago. I wish I, someone actually just told me about this app. Um, it's called, I don't know if you're familiar with this app. It's called Mac Tracker. No. Are you familiar with this app? Mac Tracker. I'll put a link to this, but you can actually go to any model MacBook Pro. And so I'm going to go to the 14 inch October, 2021 mm. was the MacBook Pro. So it, it has been two years. I was right. It was introduced October 21. Oh, goodness. Do you know, because I remember I had a project that was funded by uh, England's Arts Council. And as part of the bid, there was the, the money for a MacBook Pro. And you had, you know, I was fantastic that I got that for the project and I could still keep it afterwards. But the timing was such you had to do certain things by a certain time. Mm, and I, yeah. it, was, it looked so certain that the 14 inch was coming. And I kept putting off the 13 until I was into the last week before I had to report on everything and the 14 came out and I had to basically double the money to pay it. But um, yes, God bless the Arts Council there for that. <laughs> that was very nice. Uh, got a bit sweaty towards the end as the dates were ticking by, <laughs> but you know, what's well, a little tension? Okay. Yeah, you didn't know, but you did it. And yeah, so two, it's two years old. I'll put a link to that uh, Mac Tracker app also in the show notes. It's a pretty fun app. I Forgive me, I forgot who sent me that, but it's pretty fun. Of course, two there. years oh. old though. I mean, 
really that's ancient you need ancient. you need a new machine i really do don't you yeah i do yeah i need a new machine for sure no you know what i think i'm actually gonna wait till the m3 macbook air comes out i might i might jump down because if i'm doing a mac studio for the work you know yeah it's tricky isn't it i want to yeah we'll see this episode is brought to you by ZocDoc. Have you ever been on the hunt for a new doctor and you ask literally everyone you know for the recommendation? Maybe you even went on Facebook, Shudder, to ask for recommendations. And honestly, you might get some names, maybe you get a good one, but who knows if they take your insurance. And most likely, you're going to call, go through that whole phone tree, book an appointment, and then when you get there, you'll find out, oh, sorry, they don't take your insurance. We'll never experience that again. Also, never have to call a doctor's office again by getting ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. Guys, I've been using ZocDoc for actually several years now. They've been a sponsor for a long time, but I use them personally for myself, for my kids. I booked appointments via telehealth in person. I had to find a new doctor when we moved. And so to schedule my annual physical, I went, to, I went straight to ZocDoc. I could search for doctors near me. I take a picture of my insurance card. And then when I search, I know that all the doctors I'm seeing automatically take my insurance. There's no question about it. Plus, you see patient reviews from like actual real patients, not just bots. Then you can book your appointment right there in the free app without ever having to make a call. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top rated patient reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition you're searching for. And the wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is just between 24 and 48 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. And I have to say, I have literally done that. Woken up, my eye was a little pink. I made an appointment in the ZocDoc app around 7 a.m., had a telehealth appointment at 10.30, picked up the antibiotics by lunchtime. It was an incredible experience. So go to ZocDoc.com slash Apple Insider and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Yes, you could go to the App Store and just download it, but this lets them know that you heard about ZocDoc on the Apple Insider podcast. So that's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash Apple Insider, ZocDoc.com slash Apple Insider. The link is in the show notes as well. You can just click it there. Our thanks to ZocDoc for sponsoring this episode. Also what happened this week, uh, 17.1.1, a small update to bug fixes for iPhone, Apple Watch, supposedly bug fixes for like the Apple Watch weather widgets and things like that. I think also on the lock screen for iPhone, but also included, you might not have realized, is the HomePod update. 17.1.1, which is supposedly the Siri response improvement or a fix. And I will say since 17.0, and I think just in the last year, my HomePods have really struggled. And like my HomePods get test tested to the max because my three kids yell at the HomePods all day, uh, asking it to play music, asking it to uh, do its homework, asking it, uh, you know, what's the distance between the earth and Mars. They ask it the HomePods all the time. And so when it doesn't play the music on the first time they ask, I hear about it. I am the <laughs> feedback report. And uh, it was, it's been pretty bad. And so um, hopefully the 17.1.1 fixes it a little bit. You know, HomePod updates are always a little maybe. But So hang on, you're the person to go to with reports of Siri problems, are you? Okay. I, I right. do have one. Just in the last two months or so, um, I repeatedly find I will ask Siri through my watch to set a timer for 10 minutes. It's usually when I'm cooking or something. And, you know, if you look at the watch when you're doing it, you can see the text comes up, set a timer for 10 minutes. But then it will set it for 7 hours, 8 minutes, 19 seconds, or some seemingly random number like that. And I cannot mm. figure out why. So if you wouldn't mind sorting that out, please, I'd be grateful. 
Yeah, I'll take care. I'll fly right over. Thanks. Uh, we'll take it over. Thanks. You just listen. Just unplug it and plug it back in. That's all you got to do. Right. Yeah, I, just, I don't have do. to phone uh, Tim Cook like Barbara Streisand. No. How did she get his number and sort these things wait, out? Wait, wait, wait. What happened? Barbara, what happened with Barbara Streisand? Uh, yeah. Some years ago, Barbara Streisand, she's just had a book out of biography in which she mentions this story, so she's been talking about this. Um, Siri was mispronouncing her surname. Um, everybody misspells her first name. It's not Barbara, it's Barbara. But uh, they were also mm. mispronouncing Streisand. And so she phones up Tim Cook and says, Siri's getting it wrong. Sort it out, please. And he does. <laughs> he yeah. does? He does, oh, yes. Wow. Yes. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Line, just a direct line. Okay. That's pretty sweet. So it's Barbara Streisand. Yes. Like so Streisand. No, opposite. She uh, says it's not a Z. It's not a oh, Z. it's not a Z. Oh. Yeah. It's funny. Oh, actually, she has a bad rap sometimes, I think, because of you know the Streisand effect. She right. so Do you know about the Streisand effect? I think I've heard about it. It's like the Mandela effect, but Streisand. Right. I don't know what the Mandela effect is. We, oh, we, really? We could swap. Here. Oh, okay. You tell me, what is the, the Streisand effect? Right. Uh, Barbara Streisand um, was aware that somebody photographed the outside of her house when they were they were doing some sort of coastal flyby thing, and it happened to go power where her house is. She objected, oh. and she objected so much about the invasion of her privacy that now everyone knew which house was hers, so she got all the attention that she was trying to avoid. So um, wow. bringing the attention on yourself when you don't want it is the Streisand effect. What's the... Sorry, Mandela, so, did you say? Yeah. The Mandela effect. I'm sorry, listeners, this is not about tech, but this is important work I'm doing because William's never heard of this. The Mandela effect is the idea that many people believe that Nelson Mandela died in prison back in the 1980s, but he in fact did not. He actually lived much longer and he died in 2013, uh, not in prison. And so the Mandela effect is this idea that there are many things we remember a certain way but is in fact not that way. And it's kind of like cultural-wide, uh, these things that are confusing. So I'll, I'll, I'll ask you a couple and see if you, you nail it. Uh, there is a peanut butter that starts with the letter J. What is the name of that peanut butter? I have not one single clue at all. Okay, well, that didn't work. It's, uh, uh, sorry, is that only an American thing or am I just anti-peanut <laughs> butter? No, it might just be butter. American. Okay. Most people remember it as Jiffy. Nope. But it is actually Jif peanut butter. Okay, let me try another one. Are you familiar with Looney Tunes? Yes. The cartoon? Yes. How do you spell tunes in oh. Looney Tunes? Oh, that's interesting. I remember Looney. Uh, I think it's spelled correctly. T-U-N-E-S. That is correct. Most yes. people think it is T-O-O-N-S. All right, we'll All try right. two more. Oh. This is pretty good. Okay. Uh, Curious George. Are you familiar with that book? Uh, this is a Dar Williams song that mentions Curious George. So I've heard of the name, but I couldn't tell you. I didn't know it was a book, oh. for example. So, okay. Okay, let's, uh, let's yeah. not do that then. Uh, so, <laughs> so, the Monopoly Man. Have you ever played Monopoly? Uh, well, I'm papyrophobic, so small pieces of paper are really big, oh, difficult. A little money so I, I've, seen, um, I've seen it played from afar in stadiums, so, you know. That okay, kind do of you... Thing. Yeah. Do you know uh, Mr. Moneybags, kind of the the main character of the game? Actually, he has a he has no, a top hat. Lead pipe cruelty. I've heard of that. Oh uh, my god! Apparently, William is totally uh, immune to the Mandela effect. Okay, C three PO. You've seen Star yes. Wars, right? Yes, I have. Yes. Okay. 
Do you how what color do you remember his legs being? Oh, it's off colored. He's mostly gold, but at least one of the legs is a kind of silver. Oh my goodness, William, how are you nailing every one of these? So um, wait a minute, all the ones that I know, I know. I'm doing brilliantly. Yeah. Uh, just you not are, on the ones really I don't are. know. Okay. This is actually this is actually infuriating that you're not fooling <laughs> you're not falling for any of these. Okay, are you familiar with the cereal Fruit Loops? Uh, I think, yes, uh, breakfast cereal kind of thing, I suppose, yes. but never seen them in real life. So this could go either way. Do you, how they spell fruit in Fruit Loops. Right. Not a clue. I'm assuming. Oh my goodness. Oscar Mayer. Do you know Oscar Mayer, the brand? No. Nope. Of like hot dogs or whatever? Nope. Never heard of them. What in the world, William? All right. What about the Berenstain Bears? You familiar with them? No. <laughs> Is that a sports team or something? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, it William. sounds like it. It's a children's book series. Oh, okay. Oh, my I- goodness. I've heard of Dr. Seuss. Does that... Have you got oh. anything about the cat in the hat? No. Okay, a Kit Kat. Are you familiar with the candy bar Kit Kat? Yes, we have them here as well. Yes. Okay. Is there or is there not a hyphen between Kit Kat? Here in the UK, yes, there is. There actually is no hyphen. Here in the UK... There's no hyphen. There might be. So. No, I don't think there's okay, UK Kit I think Kat just for, searching right now. For your sanity, we should say I have totally failed and lost then. Now, okay. I'm so I'm searching right now, UK Kit Kat, and it appears to me, all the images that are coming up in Google search, that there is no hyphen. Okay, then I... It is a different font. It is a different font. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, it's... So, uh, but... but no. All, right. All right, at least How the one this? Mandela effect. Yeah. Uh, I'm never going to get Nelson Mandela wrong because I was in a BBC newsroom the day he was released. I mean, I was oh, wow. a, 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 the tiniest cog, barely noticed me in there, but I noticed because I was working there. Uh, so that was quite a big day. That's why you're immune to it. It looks like, That's yeah. yeah. I, I would like you to report back, though. Let me know if the Kit Kat bar has a hyphen or not over there in the UK, and you can refer. Okay, yes, it <laughs> does. No, no, no. Oh, you got to look on. at it. I want you to go to a, whatever gas station you have over there, a, a squiggly wig or a pickly pig. I don't know what kind of gas stations you what, have. Are you there. just making up syllables now? Yeah, I don't know. We have Wawa over here. That's a real gas station. Yes. Of, uh, yeah, of course you do. Exactly. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Anyway, okay. anyway, I'm, I'm so upset. Just, I'm William, is, <laughs> William is unstoppable. He's basically a superhero. Okay. <laughs> uh, there were some updates this past week to Final Cut, both on... Well, the updates are not out yet, but they've been announced. They're coming this month for Final Cut mm. Pro on Mac and on the iPad, plus some logic updates. Really welcome updates, actually, on the Mac. Things like the auto-scrolling in the timeline. So yeah. if you're pressing play and previewing, it will follow along with the playhead as you go. You can also collapse things into the timeline if you have a bunch of overlays or other things. If you want to collapse it all down uh, for visual simplicity, you can do that. I'm looking forward to these upgrades. Yeah, same here. Absolutely. There was also some consternation after the scary fast Apple event with the behind the scenes video and how much Apple was touting like DaVinci and Premiere. And everybody was like, oh no, is Final Cut Pro going to go the way of Aperture? Which I will say, I'm scared of that too because- I'm still mad about Aperture, and I still want it back, and maybe Apple could bring it back. But people were saying, you know, Final Cut Pro is so far behind these other platforms, which I i don't use Premiere, I don't use DaVinci Resolve, so I don't know. To me, Final Cut Pro is wonderful. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely adore it. And now I'm scared. Thanks. Okay. I, listen, I am too. I don't want it to ever go away. But, I, you know, I, I would not be happy about this, but if the choice was either you have to pay a subscription for Final Cut Pro on the Mac like you do on the iPad or Final Cut goes away. 
Mm. I would ask Apple to start a subscription, please, because I want to keep it. Yes. Uh, hopefully, it's not too expensive, but I would do you. So you would do that too? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But hopefully, I mean, these updates are good. I mean, nice to see them still coming. Also, Final Cut, and they just announced Final Cut on the iPad this year. So I don't think that we're close to them going away. So anyway, I like Final Cut. It's great. Highly recommend. Uh, also, there's been some CT scans of AirPods, which I just love this. I think it's the same company who did the CT scan of the Thunderbolt cable yes. from Apple. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. It is the same one. Uh, what it is it? What is the company's name? I'm looking here. I want to say Luma Fusion, but that's a video editor. Um, Luma Luma Fields. Luma, Luma Fields. Fields. There we go. <laughs> so, yeah. So they had the, the CT scan of the Thunderbolt cable versus like super cheap USB-C cables on Amazon, which is fascinating. Now they have CT scans of cheap AirPods. And I just love everything about this yes. because it is so clear how little is in the cheap knockoffs that you would get at like a gas station and why they sound terrible and yes. why AirPods are so good. <laughs> you wrote the piece. Was there anything that you pulled from this? Well, at first I was thinking, uh, well, how many of us can carry around a CT scan? But then on the other hand, you don't really need it. The fact that the price is $20 or something. Is 20 a, that's That's is high. a clue, I think. But um, for why it's so rubbish, it was hugely entertaining. Yeah. I think I particularly like the fact that some, one of the ones tested just bunged in a piece of metal just to give some weight. Why not? Make him seem a bit nicer. <laughs> so funny. My kids literally did. Uh, this was before they had AirPods. We were on a road trip in a gas station and they saw fake AirPods for $15. And I know one of them bought it. And it seemed like the most amazing thing at first. They sounded terrible. Yeah. Uh, but they were wireless headphones. I think they lasted not not because they ruined it or were rough on them, but they just lasted maybe about a few days and then right. they just died. You know, it's terrible. So, yeah, that's pretty fun. You can watch that. I want to mention this too, William, and I'd like to hear your thoughts. Humane, mm-hmm. Humane came out. They're, they're this, uh, previous Apple execs are part of this company, and it's, you know, a lot of hype about this AI pin. Well, we finally have a price for oh. the Humane AI pin. I will put a link to their website. You can also watch kind of a video about it now. It is going to be $700, mm-hmm. plus there is a subscription fee. I think $25 a month because it connects to like T-Mobile cellular, at least here in the US. And you need to have data because it's pulling from like ChatGPT and uh, other AI services. So you have to pay a monthly fee after buying the pin for $700. Uh, There's no way to interact with it physically. Uh, Unknown whether there's going to be an app or there will be a website that you go to like manage its settings and all that kind of stuff. And then you can talk to it and it will do use AI to do stuff. And there's actually like a demo video now on their website. You can check it out. Uh, it comes in several colors. It looks like black or white. And you just pin this on your clothes and you have an AI follows you around. Everybody's hating on it. Everybody loves to hate on Humane. And, you know, I won't judge it until I actually see like how useless this thing might be or not. But you can start ordering it November 16th next week. And uh, that's that. I didn't know the price. Uh, I'm still kind of processing <laughs> that it feels as an extra it's quite a lot of money as a replacement for something is it actually i don't cheaper than a phone i don't know i mean it depends what it does and how well it does it yeah doesn't it i mean i i'm me- always mentally picturing a star trek communicator uh kind of thing and that'd be fine you know i mean that'd it be works cool. on the enterprise yeah. it could work everywhere i mean you know some obvious problems and shortfalls and i know i'd be whacking it uh with my hand and knocking it off every single time but you know it's <laughs> it's interesting there so it's going to have a 
is going to be able to take pictures and video uh, yeah. on the thing. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And there's also a trust light. They're calling it a trust light on the top, and it will glow certain colors depending on what it's doing. So if it's taking a photo, it'll sh- shine green. If you're on a phone call, it'll be purple. If the mic is being used, it's orange. If it's scanning something, I don't know mm-hmm. what kind of scan. Uh, I don't know if it's like a Baymax scanning for, for your health or what, uh, but the light tells you what it's doing. Mm-hmm. And there's also another light that kind of, that faces out but to like the other people, so they know what's happening. Then there's another small LED light that shines upward called a beacon, and it also tells you several different things. Uh, so that's interesting. They're saying it has an AI mic. There's some tap gestures. You got double tap. You can oh, start I can. Around. I can whack it. I can whack it. Oh whack yeah, it. oh you right. That's okay. Right. Yeah, it's starting to seem more reasonable. Okay, that's the <laughs> selling feature uh, for William. Yeah, nice. Uh, but yeah, it does all this. It also has Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi five. Get out of here with that. Anyway, Wi-Fi five, Bluetooth five point one. Again, it has cellular connectivity connected to T-Mobile. I'm curious. I'm curious what this thing will do if it's useful or not, but. It's the first time we actually have a demo video of it uh, because previously it's just been teased in like bizarre, uh, you know, videos. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, there it is. Still do that projecting buttons onto your hand kind of thing that we saw in the TED talk. I think so. I think so. I don't, I can't see it immediately, but Hmm. maybe, I think. It just, it goes to me that if I, if this were primarily a communications tool the number of times i actually phone anybody these days is so much lower than it ever was um yeah so now yeah. i'll tell you listen i'll tell you right now if this thing can scan the person in front of you and in your airpods tell you the person's name because you forgot it but this person like is someone you're supposed to know hmm. i'd buy it i'd buy it for that and that's actually a problem for you fred i just um <laughs> I mean, <laughs> listen it is not a problem usually, but you know, sometimes, you know, someone comes up to greet you. You're a very popular guy. You have a Wikipedia page and all. I imagine this happens to you. Someone's like, William Gallagher, it's been just a few years. I can't remember. We've been best friends and all that. And, and you don't even know who this person is. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you just say, did, did that get sorted out? You know, <laughs> and always <laughs> there you are. <laughs> that's how, that's how you get around that. I like uh-huh. that. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Very good. Well, I'll put the link to it if you guys want to see that uh, demo video. It's pretty interesting. Um, I, I want to talk about Apple Watch saves lives in a moment, but I also want to mention I upgraded my internet, William. I don't oh, know yes. if you saw. <laughs> I upgraded uh, all the way. Hang on. Where would I have seen this? I am not watching yeah. your home every minute. Uh, are you, oh, is it that no, you're no. talking faster than you used to? Because you can. No, no. No, no. No, no. I did, I did a couple of videos on this. Um, I upgraded my internet because my fiber internet provider now offers two gigabit speeds and even five gigabit speeds. And I was very excited about this. I didn't go all the way to five. I felt like, I mean, I, I can talk to William with probably a third of a gigabit at the, yeah, at the most. You know, I feel insulted and I'm not sure why. No, but, no, okay. no. I'm just saying you're, you're, you're so clear. I mean, the, you're, the way you speak, it's so articulate. I don't need that many gigabits to hear you. Okay, I feel you know you're I mean? crawling now, like you're building up no, to no, something. No, but, no, okay. no, no. Uh, so I, I upgraded my internet and I fell down the rabbit hole of what is one gigabit port versus 10 gigabit port versus what is an SPF plus port, SFP plus, no, no, SPF is sunscreen, SFP plus port. 
Uh, do you know about this world, William? Are you familiar with any of this it's stuff? It's just this sea of letters to me. It at is the a moment. sea of letters. Okay. It's a sea of letters. Anyway, I found out my network switch, which is a Dream Machine SE from Ubiquity Unify. It's got eight Ethernet ports. Come to find out, those are all one gigabit ports. They do not support speeds faster than a gigabit. So I was like, okay, what do I do now? But then there were always these larger ports on the side that I had no idea what to do with because I'm not a network professional. Uh, I've plugged in some Ethernet cable. I can terminate an Ethernet cable, but I'm not a professional. Found out these are the SFP Plus ports. Those support up to 10 gigabit internet speeds, but you need an adapter. So I get an adapter from Amazon. I plug the Ethernet into the SFP Plus port directly to my Mac Studio, straight shot, Ethernet Cat 6 cable that I ran myself when we built this house. And William, if I run a speed test on my Mac Studio with that connection, I'm getting 2.2 to 2.3 gigabit speeds down and up. Down and up, William. Both ways. It's a two-way street. Okay? Now, Um, I wanted to see what my Wi-Fi speeds could be. hmm. And this might be a little controversial, so I will will qualify in a moment. Uh, But I shared that video, and the people at Eero owned by Amazon, we're like, hey, we have some Wi-Fi 7 routers. Uh, you want to try and see how fast you can get on those? I said, let's do it. So I got some Wi-Fi. These are the Eero Max 7 routers. They are Wi-Fi 7 routers. And before everyone starts writing me, I understand that A, Wi-Fi 7 is not even certified yet. It's not an official standard. So I get that. B, there is no Apple device that supports Wi-Fi 7. The fastest any Apple device has is Wi-Fi 6E, which is the 15 iPhone 15 Pro, the M2 iPad Pros, the 2023 MacBook Pros, and the 2023 Mac Mini, Mac Pro, and Mac Studio. Those have Wi-Fi 6E. Anything older, Wi-Fi 6. So I understand that. But Wi-Fi 6E and 7, the reason why they're faster is they actually have tri-band, meaning they have a 6 gigahertz spectrum that they broadcast the internet. So you have 2.4 and 5 gigahertz, which is Wi-Fi 6 and lower. And this now adds a 6 gigahertz spectrum. Then I had to get another network switch because I only had one SFP plus port. So I had to get another switch from Unify. So I had 2.5 gigahertz. Anyway, long story short. Actually, it's already been a long story, so I shouldn't say that. But anyway, on my iPhone 15 Pro Max, I can get 1.5 gigabit speeds over Wi-Fi thanks to the Eero Max 7 and my new 2 gigabit speeds. And what am I doing with that, William? That was what was crossing my mind at the moment. You're browsing the web, I take it. I am I am ordering and canceling M3 oh, MacBook yes. Pro orders left and right. Yeah, but so Just fast. So oh, right, fast. Yeah. Apple didn't even see the order come in before oh, I canceled it. I said, I'm relieved. <laughs> I was worrying about them there. This spreadsheet, nope. on, off, on, off. There's somebody nope. analyzing this. Thinking, what have we done? What's they didn't wrong? even see it. They said, uh, order, Whoa. cancel, order, cancel. They didn't even know it was coming. Goodness. They just whiplash, whiplash <laughs> effect. Who uh, but was I was saying, that mysterious masked man? Okay. <laughs> ordered yeah. the same config M3 Pro MacBook Pro three times. Mm. Uh, so it's it's been fun. And uh, I look forward to our Wi-Fi 7 overlords one day. I don't know when Apple is going to add Wi-Fi 7. It'll probably be the next year, if not the year after, because it's not even certified. Uh, but it's fun. What am I doing with it? Well, I'm I'm uh, streaming Ted Lasso in the highest quality possible, William. I'm trying to stream it in such high quality that even you have to see it over there across the pond. No, I'm not even doing that. No. Um, no basically, no. Okay. I download and upload 4K video files a lot. That's what I do. 
Mm. I upload 4K video files to YouTube, to Dropbox. I download those files. And now I do it really fast. <laughs> I do it in like a few seconds. And it's really fun. But are you and, happy? Um, That's the thing, you know? <sighs> wow, William. I didn't think we were going to get existential on this. I mean, honestly, uh, someone once asked uh, Rockefeller, how much money is enough? And you know what he said, William? No, I don't. J- just a little more. Oh. Yeah, that's a pretty good answer. Hmm. So how fast is fast enough bandwidth speeds? Just a little more. Just a little more. No, I, d- I don't know what I'm going to do. Honestly, um, I have these Unify access points mounted to my ceiling, and it's such a clean look. Like, I'm probably not going to use the Eero long term. It's fun to do a speed test, but honestly, the Wi-Fi 6 has been plenty good. I could get Wi-Fi 6E uh, access points, but I'm like... It, it, it's fine, William. You can just be fine. Is there an idea when 7 is likely to be certified? Uh, not really. Uh, it's There's like there's several Wi-Fi 7 routers that you can buy right now. One from like Orbi Netgear, another from TP-Link. But the like standards body is close, I think. So maybe a few months from now. But who knows? You know, I mean, just look at Matter and the, the smart yeah, home standard. True. Took a very long time. So... I, I imagine if it's not certified in the next few months, I imagine the the iPhone 16 is not even going to have Wi-Fi 7. It'll probably be after that. But you can future proof. I mean, if you get the Eero Max 7 now, I mean, you're you're future proof. You are future proofing your Wi-Fi for like at least three months. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> at least you know three to five years. I think. Okay. Uh, it's very fast, but. I don't know what kind of speed you got over there, William, in the UK. I mean, you guys are... Well, I only notice when it goes wrong. Um, Like, I was staying somewhere recently, and I had to upload a 4K video, and everything... I didn't uh, test the speed because everything seemed fine, but it took six hours to upload a 20-minute 4K video. I got home, and I I do two versions of a video, and I put the second one up in under five minutes. So um, I was very conscious of speed there. But as long as it all, all the magic works, I don't think about it, really. I feel a bit inadequate now after no, that. Do you never freeze? You never freeze on, uh, on our calls here? It's all good. It has actually happened. I ran a workshop here for the Writers Guild and I'm mortified the fact that the connection kept dropping and it turned out I was using, I'd loaded up a VPN to check a fact on some US site and forgotten to switch it off. And for whatever reason that day, that VPN was crippling the speeds and things. So yes, I've done it and um, I've had the scars. So (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, I'll run a cable. I think, I think Cat6 will reach. And the speeds will stay up. I'll, I'll run a cable to you over there. Yeah, thanks. And drop it that, in the ocean. That's good. Oh, here it comes now. Yes, you're very fast. <laughs> you, you do know, yeah. you do know, internet across like our voices right now are actually going across an undersea cable at yes. the bottom of the Atlantic. Yes, it's wild. Just suddenly that reminds me, there's a book Arthur C. Clarke wrote where he did this long spiel at the end about how he'd faxed the last chapters over to his publisher and it had gone via the Intel Sat 5 satellite and all this stuff. And he's just, I am incredible. I practically invented geostationary satellites. And all I'm thinking is some poor sod at the other end had to type up the faxed papers because Arthur C. Clarke wouldn't email the text. So, you know. (laughs) Uh, that suddenly popped back in my head there. Okay. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. All right. Well, I want to end on just this last story. This is from Apple Insider writer, Daniel, and he was saved by his Apple Watch, yeah. which is just a wild, incredible story. Uh, John Gruber actually shared the story on Daring Fireball, 
And uh, there's a pretty graphic picture. There's a pretty graphic picture in the article, uh, just to be warned if you're going to go visit it, of, of Daniel in the hospital. Pretty bloody, but yeah. he was in a car accident, and he was alone, and his Apple Watch called uh, emergency services for him because uh, he had crash detection on his Apple Watch, and it could contact emergency services, and he was rescued uh, because of it, and it seems wild. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we've heard about a lot of these stories. This one is just a little more closer to home and personal because we know Daniel. And I've worked with him. I think it was actually on a couple early episodes of this podcast. But a wild, just incredible story. I've never met him, but we've messaged Nicholas. I've read all his stuff. So, yeah, once yeah. you recognize the name for something, it just, everything seems suddenly so much closer. Uh, yeah. Not, yeah. And it's wild. And there was also another recent story about uh, someone with diabetes. Actually, uh, the Apple Watch alerted them. Yeah. And they were able to... Again, seek medical assistance and receive help for it. It was a 40-year-old Las Vegas resident, Josh Furman. fell unconscious due to low blood sugar, and his Apple Watch Ultra dialed 911 uh, for him, and emergency services came, which is just amazing. And, you know, Apple Vision Pro, it's exciting. It's coming early next year. Uh, but I do feel like when it comes to Apple devices that are going to make long-lasting differences in people's lives, yeah. I think this is, a big, this is a big deal. And, you know, a lot of the heart detection and beats per minute that people have reported. I also know someone personally who actually was in kidney failure. Goodness. They did not know, but their Apple Watch alerted them of a low heartbeat and went to the hospital only to discover they needed a kidney transplant. And it led to several months and lots of treatment, but eventually got the transplant and was okay. But it was the Apple Watch that did it. And that was several years ago, like before wow. Series 8, 9 and all that. This was like, a, I think, a Series 5 or 6. So, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Mm. It's It's impressive. So... We'll put a link to that article in the show notes, of course. And if you'd like to get William some faster internet, uh, you can contact him Wait, on social media. I thought the cable was almost at my door. Are you pulling it back? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's running. It takes a while, William, okay? okay. I get the boat. It's not that fast. Mm-hmm. And I'll just mention here at the end, too, uh, Hannah Waddingham, a star in Ted Lasso. Now, she's she's a UK personality, right? I mean, she's, you guys know her. Um, I, I wasn't aware of her until Ted Lasso. But, yes, she does have a, a great performing history. Uh, here, so I was very pleased yes. to see she's got the uh, Christmas special uh, on Apple TV now that Mariah Carey has jumped ship to uh, one of the networks. Can't remember which one. Yeah. I, I, I'm here for the Mariah Carey memes of her like defrosting every November out of like cryos <laughs> cryostasis or whatever. Actually, <laughs> out just, I, I'm pretty yeah. sure this year, whichever network Mariah Carey is doing, it means she's done a Christmas special on all of them, uh, on not, not only the three major networks, but. Uh, whatever the other cable channels are right. for. She's done a, an amazing amount on all of them, so it seemed only fair that whoever this last one is gets there too. It's yeah. pretty wild. Pretty wild. So, yes, we'll put a link to that as well, but you can watch her Christmas special on Apple TV+. Plus. Links to everything we talked about, of course, in the show notes. You can support the show at patreon.com slash appleinsider or directly in Apple Podcasts. You can contact William and myself across all the social media's networks, and those links are in the show notes as well. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.